Do you lack motivation to keep getting into the gym? Do you lack structure with your fitness routine? Do you keep doing the same thing over and over again and, and getting the same exact result? If that sounds like you, then I want you guys to make sure that you go check out my brand new revamped 10-week program because so many people struggle with a lack of motivation. They struggle with a lack of structure, but we make sure that we start off the program by getting very clear on what is the exact goal that you want to achieve. Then we determine the strategy. We determine the two or the three things that are the most important things that you need to do every single week in order to achieve that goal. And then I help you hold you accountable every single week, week after week to make sure you're actually making progress. Like I don't let my clients go more than a few weeks if they're not continuing to make progress to their goals. So make sure you guys check out my brand new 10-week program at nickcarrier.com slash 10-week programs. Again, nickcarrier.com slash 10-week programs. That way you can go from a lack of motivation to being able to jump out of bed every single morning. Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome to my three takeaways episode from the Pamela Fuller interview that I just posted this past Monday. I hope you guys really enjoyed really enjoyed that interview. It's definitely a topic that I haven't really discussed on this podcast yet. It's something that I've needed to discuss, and it's something that has needed to be talked a little bit further about because you know of all the situations that's been that's been going on in our world today. It's just a conversation that can cannot be had enough. And I want you guys to make sure you go get a copy of The Leader's Guide to Unconscious Bias. Um, you can go to franklincovey.com and you can learn more about Pamela Fuller there. Um, she does some amazing work and Franklin Covey just in general does some amazing work. I've interviewed four of their employees now and I've never left disappointed. I've always left with feeling just an absurd amount of gratitude for what they're doing and what their work is and what they're trying to to do in this world and how they're trying to change leaders and how they're trying to change work cultures, workplace cultures, and it's just powerful stuff. So make sure you go back and listen to the interview with Pamela Fuller if you did not yet already, but for now, let's go ahead and dive in to my three takeaways. Number one is don't let your bias contradict your values. Now, this one is was super important for me to hear because a lot of times we can be very reactive in, in certain situations. And I talked a little bit about that during last three takeaways episode with Dr. Austin Perlmutter because we talked about the amygdala and the prefrontal cortex. And this is the same kind of idea. Don't let your bias contradict her, your personal values because we talked about a very specific example for her. When she was hiring somebody new, after she hired this girl, the girl asked her, okay, so what's your maternity leave policy because I'm pregnant? And immediately... Pamela was like, oh my gosh, you've got to be kidding me. Like, I'm just hiring you and now you're pregnant and you're and you're leaving on maternity leave. She was very reactive to that because she was realizing that, oh my gosh, like I was getting ready to have this lady who's going to have this new employee who's going to be convenient and we were going to have a new worker. It's going to be great. And she almost let that get the best of her. Like immediately in her head, she was, she was really upset and because she wasn't going to have this employee. But then she was able to take the step back and realize like, wait, I just took maternity leave. This is something that I value. I'm not going to blow up on this girl. I'm not going to get mad at this girl for not saying anything sooner. I'm going to react in, in a smart way and I'm going to respond intelligently. So the idea is a lot of times when something happens in, in which we have a quick bias towards, we need to recognize when we're having those kinds of emotions, we need to recognize when we're feeling impatient, when we're feeling frustrated, when we're feeling insecure, when we're feeling blindsided like Pamela, and then spend some time thinking, okay, why is that? Because Pamela wasn't reacting because she was mad about maternity leave. 
she was mad because she wasn't going to have this employee. She was mad because she wasn't going to have the convenience of having this employee do X, Y, and Z for her. And so she was like, okay, I can work around that. There's other things I can do. And that way the bias didn't get in the way of her value of maternity leave for her employees. Takeaway number two is create space between stimulus and response. Now, this is something that was made popular by Viktor Frankl and Man's Search for Meaning, creating space between stimulus and response. And again, it's something that is so hard to do for our brains because our brains are so reactive. We're so, we spend so much time in the amygdala portion of our, bland, of our brain, the reptilian, the old portion of our brain where we need to take a step back and let our prefrontal cortex, the human part of our brain, the thinking part of our brain, be able to respond intelligently. And so we talked about how can we do this on a day-to-day basis? And she's like, you need to build some vocabulary around pausing in conversations. So when somebody says something that you feel like might you might react too quickly to, find a way to implement into your vocabulary, I need to think about that, or can I address that with you tomorrow, or take a deep breath, or whatever it is, like find a way to not jump to something really quickly that you might regret saying and find a way to create space between stimulus and response. And again, that can be by implementing some some words into your vocabulary around pausing. For me, I know sometimes it just takes me taking a deep breath and be like, okay, Nick, don't be stupid. Don't say something that you'll regret. Either don't say anything at all or find a way, you know, like the old saying that your parents would always say, if you don't have something nice to say, don't say it at all. And sometimes you just need that deep breath to remember that and not say anything too reactive that is going to get you in trouble. And then takeaway number three is understand the merit of others' values. Now we talked about this in regards to she used to think that she held work ethic in the highest regard in regards to the employees that she was going to hire. And then her husband challenged her on this in the sense that she was, he was like, okay, so what do you see as work ethic? Because she was seeing somebody who had a prestigious college degree and studied a prestigious thing and had a good grade point average when he was like, well, I'm not saying those people aren't working hard, but what about somebody who went through six years of uh, community college and had to pay their way through and maybe had to have two jobs and maybe had a kid like that to me is work ethic. And she was like, wow, that's pretty true. That's pretty true. And so she had to kind of change what she saw, what she, what she valued in work ethic. And she had, she had changed what that thought process was for herself. And then she also has an employee who she, who identifies as literally being unambitious. This man that works for her literally identifies as unambitious and that to her it's like, what, what do you mean unambitious? Like ambitious is the highest value that, I, that she holds. And then she realized that that guy's not really necessarily unambitious. He's just a single father with three kids. And that is his most important priority right now. So he's not willing to sacrifice time and spend extra time at work to, to get ahead. He just is going to do his job and then go home and, and serve his kids. And so we have to realize the merit in that unambitiousness or in that humility and not see it as a bad thing, just see it as something different, and that's what that worked best for that person at this point in their life. So again, guys, my three takeaways. Number one, don't let your bias contradict your values. A lot of times we react quickly based on the biases that we have, and we say things or do things that are misaligned with our personal values, and we need to make sure that we, essentially with takeaway number two, create space between stimulus and response, and we do that by pausing and 
or finding vocabulary around pausing in conversations that we're having. Or for me personally, I know I just like to take a deep, good deep breath and almost remember what my mom used to say to me. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. And then takeaway number three is understand the merit of others' values. Somebody who could be really ambitious and another person could really be um, super humble where maybe they're not as ambitious, but that's not a bad thing. There's maybe a particular reason why they're doing like doing that. Like for example, that man that works with Pamela is identifies as unambitious, but he's not necessarily unambitious. He's just not looking to get ahead and work right now because he's a single father and he has three kids and he has to really devote a lot of time to them. So I hope you guys enjoyed these three takeaways from the Pamela Fuller interview. Want to, want to make sure that you go back and listen to it at nickcarrier.com slash podcast. You can see it in the recent episodes. Make sure you go grab a copy of the book, The Leadership's the Leader's Guide to Unconscious Bias, and make sure you go learn more about Pamela at franklincovey.com. Make sure you start implementing these things to be a more intelligent communicator and a more intelligently responsive communicator rather than a reactive communicator so that we can all get closer and closer to your best you. 